0: It's the Daily Curio! I'm your host Jeff Wagg, coming to you from the College of Curiosity. The Desert of Maine. Travelers from New York and New England have long headed to Maine to escape the summer heat. Maine license plates read Vacation Land, as if that wasn't made obvious by the line of cars heading north every Friday night. Most of those folks are heading for mountains, pine trees, and rocky shores but one attraction hopes to offer them something completely different. A Sahara-like desert. For nearly a hundred years, this heavily advertised tourist trap has caught the uninformed vacationer off guard. How can there be a desert in Maine? There's one way to find out. Upon arrival, you're greeted with signs saying, you'll be glad you came, and pictures of camels and men in stereotypical desert garb. But what you see is a very large fence, and if you want to experience the desert, you must pay your admission fee. Once you've paid, you're allowed through the gate at the expectedly large gift shop, and you see, well, something that's pretty much just as it was advertised. In front of you is a landscape of sand with some dunes topping 75 feet. There's a jeep tour and a model camel you can pose with. But it's not quite the Sahara. It rains often, and the area is lined with large pine trees, and in places greenery pokes through the sand to belie the idea that these are desert conditions. In fact, there isn't even sand here. Freeport was first settled by Europeans in 1700. It was in a good location where a river met the sea, and it thrived. At the turn of the 19th century, the Tuttle family had a farm on the then fertile property. After a hundred years, the topsoil was tired and eroding, and when the descendants of the original tuttles took to potato farming, which is hard on soil, and finally sheep grazing, they noticed that patches of sand started to appear in their fields. Over time, the sand spread and actually increased as though it were flowing from the ground. All vegetation was consumed, and finally the spring house and other buildings were being covered by the fine crop-killing dunes. In 1919, with 40 acres of the farm covered, the Tuttle's abandoned the property as useless. But Henry Goldrup didn't see a useless farm when he paid $300 for it. He saw gold in the sand in the form of tourist dollars. In 1925, he opened the desert of Maine as a natural curiosity complete with a gift shop. The surviving Tuttle barn was made into a farming museum, and 90 years later, the attraction still exists. But this is no desert. It's an exposed pocket of sand-like glacial silt left over from the Ice Age. As the glaciers moved over the mountains to the north, they ground the rock into a fine silt and carried it south. Much of this was deposited in present-day Freeport when the glaciers melted, and over the course of 10,000 years, the compressed silt was covered with topsoil. This is what the Tuttles were farming, and when the topsoil eroded, the sand-like silt was free. No longer compressed by glaciers or topsoil, the vegetation-killing silt expanded, causing more erosion until it finally engulfed the entire area. So despite the advertisements, there is no desert in Maine. But there is an interesting bit of geology, and a lesson to farmers to take care of their topsoil.